Thank you for joining The Collective. The Collective is a storytelling podcast so interviewing hairstylists and makeup today. artists. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So you and I met in a makeup room in D.C., um, right. and and you had been in D.C. for well long before I did, and we finally crossed paths. I'd heard about you, um, but had never had the opportunity to meet or work with you until until Fox. Right. But, um, I've been wanting to interview you for a while. We've gone back and forth, and like we mentioned before the podcast started, everything happens when it's supposed to, right? Exactly. Whenever yeah. In that divine moment, that divine timing. Um, and so here we are today. It worked out, and we're both here <laughs> together. So. And today, and today is such an important day in my life. Um, and um, I am so honored that you that you chose me, and that you asked me, and that you um, had the authority to say to me, like, "Hey, I heard about you, and you know, I wanted to meet you, and I'm so glad that we worked together." You know, there's so many people that I've worked with who I'm sure have heard about me or whatever. But sometimes, you know, because our industry is so competitive and people are so like, everyone wants to be the leader. Everyone wants to be that that artist, you know, that people know. And like, sometimes people don't admit like, hey, I heard about you. I know who you are, you know? And it's so funny that we live in a world like that. And I'm not that type of person at all. I'm the type of person who like, I am rooting for the team. I want everyone to win. I want everyone to reach it to, to make it to that point in their career and in their life where like, you know, like they're celebrated and I feel like the reason why you heard about me whether it be good bad whatever is because people celebrate me and that's largely because I have found a way to celebrate myself and I have not by any means been the perfect makeup artist or the perfect person I don't even really think I'm that talented as an artist I just think that my work ethic has really helped me to go into places that a lot of people haven't had access to and and to you i am so proud of everything that you've accomplished and your drive and your ambition and um everything that you do so again thank you so much for having me so i'm smiling so big because i was like you know what i'm gonna do today that i i have never done for an interview before is i've never pulled a card you know i have like six tarot decks <laughs> and i'm uh -huh, like uh -huh. I've never pulled a card before. So I had a crazy morning. Um, I know you did uh -huh. too. And when I got home um, from running around, sorry, I have a 13-year-old who's making noises in the kitchen. So oh, no, um, you're fine. <laughs> sorry about that. So I had a crazy morning. I came back and I was like, okay, what do I need to do before this interview? And I, um, I took a milk bath. And I was like, I'm going to pull a card today. And I've never done that before an interview before. I don't know why. I just never have. And so I'm looking at my decks and I'm like, which deck? And I grabbed the Muse. It's the Muse tarot deck, right? It's this beautiful deck of cards. And it's um, uh, the graphics are just gorgeous. Anyway, so I pulled, you know, I've like got my little station set up and I for the interview and I pull the cards and I shuffle them three times and I choose a card. And uh, I'm just like... I was kind of giggling inside when you were talking and not because anything you said was funny, but what's funny is the card that I pulled is the five of inspiration and it's all about competition. Mm -hmm. And so you're sitting there talking about like, you know, competition within our industry and not being competitive, but that's what the um, card that I pulled. Because that's what, I mean, of course that's the card. I mean, that's what I live through. <laughs> like, that's, that's like my constant battle. And I think that um, it's unfortunate sometimes being me because when I walk into a workspace, instantly 
it comes across that I'm trying to be the superstar of the show or I'm trying to be a showboat. And it has nothing to do with that. I'm not going out of my way to try to do or to be anything. I'm just being me and excellence and doing my best work is how I operate when it comes to putting a person on television. You know, every artist has their 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 niche and the things that like they're good at. I never, ever, ever imagined that my niche would be news TV. Like, are you serious? Like, who wants to be a makeup artist that specializes in news TV? That definitely was not my goal in life. And so the last, I guess, since 2010, that's all I've ever done. And I've become a master at it. And so, like, when I go into a workspace, I'm not there to compete with anyone because I've been doing this since 2010 and I, my, my resume is extensive. So I'm not there to compete with anyone. I'm there to make the person in the chair feel like they just got the best service that they've ever had so that they can go in front of the camera and feel amazing. And it has nothing to do with anyone else in the room, on the team, in the department, in the building, any of that. It is my goal to make sure that the talent feels amazing. If I ask any questions, if I do anything, it's never about me. Like I'm at a point in my career where, I mean, we, we, we always learn and, you know, I'm always hungry. Like I tell people all the time, like I'm a student of life. I'm always hungry to learn a new thing. But to be perfectly honest with you, when it comes to putting a person on camera for the news, there's not a whole lot that I'm learning these days. You know what I mean? So if I ask you a question or like to help me with something, it has nothing to do with me because personally, and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, personally, I could care less. If I ask you a question or if I ask you for a direction, it's to help the person in the chair feel more comfortable. Right. You know, like everything that I do when I'm in the building is about the person in the chair. And that that's always been my thing because you've seen me in person. So, you know, like, I don't know what other people's um, uh, opinion of me really is. I just imagine sometimes if I was the person walking in the room and I saw me standing in the room and I didn't know who I was. So I always think that this person has the wrong opinion of me, has the wrong idea about me and does not know me. So it is my job to make sure that they know that I am very well capable of doing whatever it is that they need to have done and that I'm gonna do it in the best way that it can be done and that I'm going to make sure that they look and feel like how they wanna look and how not how they think I want them to look. And that's been something that I have had to master over the course of my career, because in you, as you know, very well know, the people that we work in, work with in DC are very conservative. They are more into education and, oh shit, sorry. I thought my phone died. <laughs> they are more into education and um, they're more into education and into, um, into politics or whatever it is. And they're not really into glam and beauty. And sometimes if you see a Bailey Bolden in the room, you may think, oh my God, this person's going to make you look like a drag queen, you know? And that's not what I'm there to do. You know, I'm there to make you look like your best version of yourself. And that's what I always try to do. And I always try to be a team player and I always try to overcompensate for my teammates even sometimes because I know how they feel about me as well, even when it's not spoken. Well, you and I both know that another person's perspective of us has absolutely nothing to do with us. Nothing. 
it's nothing at all whatever's going on in their world their past experiences whatever so i have one question we kind of get started which was so much fun to just jump right in but who is bailey bolden so um bailey bolden is just at this point in my life i've realized that i am i am just the collection of a lot of people and a lot of places that I've gathered along my life journey. Um, when we grow into adulthood, sometimes we become an adult and we forget about the person that we were when we were a child. And I, I wrote something this morning that, you know, I'm considered to be a trans person. So I don't think that people who are not trans, maybe they don't realize it, but we all go through transitions in life. And a lot of times it's more than once, you know, you're a child, then you're a teenager, then you're an adult and it goes on and on from there. So I am a child. I'm a teenager. I'm an adult. I am a trans person who identifies as a trans woman, which represents both male and female. Um, I am African-American. I'm black. I am smart and educated. I'm a makeup artist and I am very, very much family oriented. I am filled with love and, and happiness. And I'm also sometimes uncertain and insecure. So, you know, I am just a person who I think represents so many elements of life and it's important to me I always tell people this all the time it is important to feel every emotion that comes through you you need to feel it you know some people like are always so happy-go-lucky but life is just not that way you know we go through so many different emotions in life and I believe that you should feel that and I think that sometimes we identify you know differently on a day-to-day basis, sometimes you're more in your masculine. Sometimes you're more in your feminine. Sometimes you have to be a mom. Sometimes you have to be the makeup artist, you know? So we all play so many different roles in life that I try my best not to define myself like in one thing. I'm just a representation of everything. I'm from, I was born in South Carolina. So I am South Carolina all the way, but I grew up in Florida. So I am a Florida, like, I love the fact that I grew up in Florida and I lived in DC for 13 years. And that is something that I'm very proud of, like being a DC person. So like when people ask me where I'm from, like I have three hometowns, I have two Zodiac signs. I was born on July 22nd. So most people will say that's a cancer. But then when you look at my birth chart, it will tell you that I'm a Leo. So I actually really legit have two zodiac signs, which happen to be two of the most insane zodiac signs on the zodiac, Leo and Cancer. That's kind of like a weird mix. And I'm just into to all sorts of things in life. And so I guess that's kind of in a nutshell who I am. That's beautiful. So you, you moved to New York. Um, mm-hmm right after the pandemic or during the pandemic, right? And so how I ended up in New York, I, after, during, the, during the pandemic at some point, my lease was up in DC and I had just gotten back from having um, facial, my second facial feminization surgery in Texas. And when I got back um, during the pandemic from having this surgery, as soon as I got back, my grandfather passed away. So then I ended up having to go to, um, South Carolina, like face bandage, still on medication to pl- to help my uncles plan my grandfather's service. Meanwhile, my grandmother is in the ICU where she had been for weeks. And so she couldn't even go to her own husband's funeral. So that's a whole thing. So 
I promised my grandmother that when she got out of the hospital that I would be there in South Carolina to live until she was able to get back to her life. She's 86 years old and she still drives and she takes care of my uncle and she cooks and she cleans and she works in the yard and she just does all these things. So I promised her that I'd be there when she got out of the hospital. So I left D.C. during the pandemic and I moved to South Carolina. Um, I stayed there for six months. I have an uncle and an aunt who own a hair salon down in South Carolina. They own two hair salons down in South Carolina. So the goal was eventually I would join with them and work with them and blah, blah, blah. Well, when I talked to my uncle about joining with them, the, uh, the, 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 the offer that he gave me was not something that I personally was interested in. So I was just kind of out of that. So then I went back to my apartment and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll apply for the union. So I go and put together this whole application packet and blah, 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 get to the end of that. And I had just missed the deadline. So I remember that night so clearly. I was so frustrated. I worked on this application for hours and I go upstairs and I like turn off my TV. I'm like, listen, whatever's the next move in my life, God, you're going to have to like send a sign or send a shepherd or show me the light because I'm exhausted. I've tried to get a, get something going with my uncle. That doesn't work. I tried to do this union thing. I missed the deadline. Please show me what is the next thing. Literally the next day I was again sleeping on my sofa in South Carolina and my phone was like like on my stomach while I was like taking like a cat nap and the phone rung and I, I heard the phone ring but I didn't answer it and the person left a message and I listened to the message and it was my now supervisor offering me to come here to New York City to work at MSNBC so here we are yes I'm in New York City now and that's how I got here. <laughs> That's awesome. And I mean, on top of everything else that you were dealing with, we were, we were in the middle of a pandemic in this whole yeah. unknown world. But yeah, yeah, the pandemic was kind of hard. Um, well, actually, that's not true. The pandemic for me was very easy. It was much needed and it was um, enlightening. It allowed me because when you met me, I was working seven days a week. And so it was nothing for me to work for months in a row without a day off. Right. So when people hit me with the, oh, I got a 30 day stretch. Or, oh, I've been working for the last 15 days. I'm like, girl, please have a back seat. Like you're not doing anything spectacular right now. Like, OK, big deal. You chose that schedule. So enjoy, you know, like that's just how I look at it. But anyways, um, so during the pandemic, like I had the time of my life. Like I had a great time. I didn't work. I was still getting paid a full pay from one of my clients. Amazing. So I and I was still and I was also getting like unemployment from Fox News. So like I was good. Like I just traveled around in my car, went to Florida, spent some time in Florida, spent some time in New York. I actually did work a little bit during the pandemic with um one of my clients, Stephanie Rule. Um I kind of worked like part-time like on the side like for them and that was cool and that opportunity is what led honestly to me working at msnbc so um, that's amazing so how so you and stephanie have worked together for a while right yeah we've been friends for over 10 years and um, we met at bloomberg and we have we're like sisters you know like we like she can probably write a book about me and vice versa um however you know 
I'm the type of person that like, I'm a very, 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 very loyal person. And I, and that, that transcends all of my relationships. You know what I mean? If, if I like you and if we're friends, like we're friends, you know what I mean? I give a hundred percent in every relationship. And that comes from a time in my life where I didn't know how to give a hundred percent in every relationship. And I think that Stephanie and I connect in that she sees my drive and my effort and my ambition. And she, she sees that, you know, like I, she, like we can both agree. I may not be the best makeup artist in the world, but when it comes to her and getting her ready, there's no one in the world who can get her ready. Like how I get her ready. So we connect on that. Beautiful. Yeah, and I'm so lucky, you know, to have found a client that um, that I can feel that way about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And 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 someone who like when I get her ready, I'm always so proud. I'm always so proud of how she looks, and I feel that way about all of my girls. And now I have a new girl who um, has just been added to, um, like I guess you know how you when you're in the room, you kind of have like your assigned people that you work on. Mm -hmm. I have a new talent now, and it's been so fun like developing her look in my way, you know, because I, I'm an old artist and I've been doing it for a while. So you're not going to teach me too many new tricks. So finding what she likes, but in my way has been like a fun adventure. Awesome. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about the journey to get, so I know like during the pandemic and you went down to South Carolina and then you got the phone call about MSNBC, but prior to that. So you were at Bloomberg for 10 years? No, longer yeah, than I was that. at Bloomberg for 10 years. I worked at CNN for about four years. I worked at um, CCTV for about four years. I mean, I've worked everywhere. I worked at Fox News for about maybe three and a half, four years. So I've worked all around. Um, the journey to get there, the journey to get there, my life journey. Um, so I have always been interested in makeup and hair. As I mentioned earlier, my aunt and my uncle have owned a hair salon since probably I was in elementary school. So growing up in South Carolina, I've always been surrounded by, or at least in my life, I've had the salon experience. And there's something about that, like as a young person that just kind of caught my attention. So I attended a high school in Tampa where they had cosmetology. And there was something about the cosmetology girls walking around the hallway with blue smocks on that made me feel like, this anything that looked like something that grown-ups do that's always what i wanted to do as a kid like i was that kid like my cousin says now like oh my god you were never a child you've always been an adult and i have always been an adult you know like sometimes my grandmother will speak about her sister's funeral and her sister passed away when i was like 13 and like i planned her whole funeral over the phone with the funeral director you know what i mean so like what 13 year old do you know that's planning a service for someone you know what i mean so i have always been um an adult, I, I, my mom pretty much raised me like as an only child and my grandmother was retired. So, and my grandmother was an educator and a historian in Columbia, South Carolina. And in Columbia, my family is, I guess you can kind of say, like, I don't want to say famous, but my uncle is an American hero and kind of like well-known and from our community. So I always grew up around like meetings and appointments and like, you know, interviews and and things of that nature. So in my life, I have had just like endless adult experiences. So my journey to get to where I am today is like immersed in just my whole life journey in which I've always been on this pathway 
to be an adult and to be the best in my class. Um, and when you add in the fact that I wanted to do hair, I started working in salons when I was 15 as an assistant. And I had my own key to a salon when I was 17, a senior in high school. So like salons and beauty and that sort of thing has always been in my blood. The funny thing about it is though, I never knew that you could be a, I never knew that you could be a makeup artist for the news. And I grew up in a household where the news was like on constantly. And I can only imagine that my grandmother must have prayed when I was a child to allow me to be one of the people working in the back to help these people get ready. It just seems like a prayer that she must have had. And I think that my journey started out when I was a kid, you know what I mean? And I've, I've worked in salons, I've owned two salons, and um, I auditioned for American Idol when I lived in Tampa, Florida, and I was owning a salon at this time, and I made a pact with myself, which I do quite often. I made a pact with myself. I said, if I make it on this show, then I am relocating myself out of Tampa because there has to be something bigger and better for me somewhere else. I made it through two rounds of the competition. Once I made it through, like once I got cut out of the competition, I decided I was moving to DC and that's what I did. And I worked every little thing I can do. And my grandmother was like, you can't keep doing free photo shoots. You're never going to make any money. How are you going to pay your bills? And I had to explain to her, well, grandma, I have to do these free photo shoots in order to get these free images so that I can show somebody important what it is I'm capable of doing. And for the life of her, she could not understand the idea of building a portfolio. She just couldn't, she couldn't get it. Like you're spending your entire day getting on a train, going to Virginia to do a photo shoot with a photographer that you don't even know for free and for what, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is the kind of work that I did in order to be seen. Right. And um, two people who were at the time um, and in my eyes still and always will be the top two makeup artists in D.C., kind of like saw me doing this hustle in their city and they both took a liking to me and both of our relationships have gone every t twist and turn there is to go but i love um kathy argon and victoria mm -hmm. styles still so much to this day because a lot of my um opportunities to get into where i am today are based upon my relationships with those two ladies that's awesome. I, I follow, well, both of them on social media. I don't, when I started at CNN, um, Kathy was there. She like trained yes. me at CNN and then she was right. like, peace, I'm out. Right. Well, she was, so she, I worked with her on a lot of things, like assisting her on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. She would always say to me, Bailey, I'm, you should be working in the news. You should be working at CNN. She would always say that to me. So I guess at one point, the people at CNN came to her and was like, hey, we're getting, we're about to hire some new freelancers. Do you know anybody? And it was like probably during the time where Barack Obama was president. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, I guess all of the news agencies were kind of hiring because I ended up landing a job with CNN and Bloomberg on the same day. It was the week of my 30th birthday. And both of those companies hired me on the same day, which was, a, which is like life changing for me. Wow. That's so mm -hmm. fascinating. Same day. Yeah. yeah same day. Wow. Same day. So weird. Yeah. And, and, and since I'm name dropping, Aaron Bainham, Aaron Bainham is a friend of mine who, when you asked about my journey, who, mm -hmm. when I first moved to DC, my very first job was at Mac Cosmetics as a freelancer. About a month after me freelancing there, they offered me a 
30 hour a week position, which was mm-hmm. kind of like coveted, you know, like because those right. positions weren't, you know, yeah. so whatever. So I worked as a 30 hour person for about four months and then they promoted me again to my own counter um, as a retail manager. Um, Erin is someone who I met when I first moved here as a freelancer and she was a big um, person like on YouTube and she knew like all of the makeup artists and all of the Billy B's and the Sam Fines. These are people that she spoke of and knew. And she befriended me. And because of my friendship with her, I met a lot of celebrity, celebrity makeup artists. And she just opened my eyes to this whole new world of like, Bailey, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Bailey, you can do this. And she and I had a party together. And Sam Fine actually came to our party. And it was just like one of those moments in life where you're like, okay, bitch, I'm on my, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that, but okay, girl, you're fine. I'm, I'm on my way. I'm on my journey. I'm doing my thing. Like, and so, and she and I are still friends to this day. And I did her makeup for her wedding when she met the love of her life. And they are happily married in Maryland. And they have four children. And she is still like, we don't talk all the time. But like, I'm a firm believer that some of your closest friends in this world, you may not talk to all the time. But you have a place in their heart and in their life that you cherish and keep. And they have a place in yours that, you know, that they cherish and keep forever. Mm hmm. Beautiful. And so you so we we did Mac. We. Oh, I've been around the world. I've been to Ned O'Connor. Like I've been around the world. And I, I, I yes, I have been all around the world. You know, like my father, um, when I was young, I grew up without a father. Uh, my mom did meet my stepfather and like it was like kind of one of those uh love and war situations you know what i mean like i'm grateful he was my stepdad because he did teach me a lot of like fundamentals of being an adult but he was also a royal asshole at the same time so like you know like my father was in prison like i had a lot of things that it always felt like shit was not working in my favor i was very smart but i wasn't a good student you know what i mean like I was gay in school in South Carolina, black, African-American, you know, like I was always like a problem. But because I'm cute and because (laughs) I'm respectful and because I've always been well-spoken, even as a child, people kind of like, I guess, were like intrigued maybe about like how my life was going to turn out. Um, So I'm just grateful, you know, to God that of all of the places that I could have ended up and all of the things that I could have been that, you know, he found a space for me in this world where even though it hasn't been easy because nothing is easy, it has been a life that for the most part I can be proud of, you know? So I'm grateful for that. Mm, beautiful. I, I have a friend who I grew up in South Georgia and one of my best friends who I very rarely see and talk to same as what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but her and I have had conversations so many times when we're like, oh, we could have went down a totally different path, right? Like, it's so interesting to stop and think about where you could have been or where you could have ended up, but you didn't. Um, but it is, it's, it's interesting to think about those different paths and then where you are and what you've gone to, gone through to get to where you are today. So how has your trans journey been? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me just start out by saying anything that I say about trans being transgender is my opinion of my based upon my life, based upon my life journey. I am not in any way, shape, form or fashion a transgender gender advocate. I do not agree 
with a hundred like a hundred percent agree with anything like that's just me that's the nature of who i am right most things that i i'm a part of i don't agree with everything that comes along with it you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i work at a company do i agree with everything that company stands for or does no it just happens to be the company that i work for you know right. what i mean right. i yeah. i believe in god um, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a Christian, but kind of, sort of. So do I agree with everything that Christianity represents? No. So it's the same way with my tr being trans. Um, I don't agree with everything that society puts forth about being trans. Um, so the journey has been kind of tricky for me, mm -hmm. but I think that I have created a person that... That is you. I have created a person that I am so deeply in love with and that I am just so excited about, but still yet very protective over because I know that the world doesn't understand what I've done. And so, you know, like I'm happy with what I've created. I am proud of what I created. I can't imagine myself like going back. Like sometimes I think about like, do did I make a good decision? Would I go back to being my old self? No, I'm I'm very very pleased with what I've done to myself. And I, you know, but I I don't always agree with like should young people get trans surgery and stuff like that. Like that's beyond my thought process. Mm -hmm. I think that everyone should be given an opportunity and a space to be themselves. You know what I mean? I think that you know people should slow down you know and and spend their time and energy on what can i do that's going to sustain me for the rest of this world for the rest of my life journey and then once i have that figured out then if i want to transition myself then fine because at least i know i can make the money to afford to do so right but this country that we live in they make it easier and cheaper to transition yourself than they do to take care of people who have cancer. So it's like in my mind, I'm like scratching my brain, like why can't some people get healthcare? Why can't some people get dental? Why can't some people get, you know, but you can go to any clinic in most states and say, I want to be trans and they'll give you all the tools to do that like overnight. Like I can't figure that out and that bothers me and I think it's wrong, you know, but hey, you know, the, I guess the trans, the trans people are fighting for their stuff more than other people. I don't really know what that's all about, right. but, um, um, I, I'm grateful that I live in a country that allows me to be trans and, and this, that, and the third, but I do understand and I do see the problems that come along with it. And I do feel that trans people should have, like, we should have our own lane. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it shouldn't be like we are officially like women per se. Like, I think that there needs to be a gender that is for us because in no way, shape, form, or fashion can a trans person person like officially be a woman even if they're like more feminine than me and like have a softer voice and like do all the works it's like honey you're still not like officially a woman like you know that's how i see it and most trans people don't see it that way and that's why we bump heads interesting well you know i i feel like that because then then the question about bathrooms and sports all of that falls out of the question when you create a lane for these people Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then on the flip side, like how I really feel because I was raised in the South by two black women is that I know the struggle that my mom went through. Mm -hmm. I know the struggles that my grandmother went through. Those are not my struggles, nor do I want them to be. And guess what? I also know that because I'm trans, people respect me in a different way than they would if it was my mom or my grandmother. So like and they disrespect me in a way that they wouldn't, you know, so. Yeah.
Our struggles are not the same. So just because I look like that doesn't mean that I should be able to identify as that. And for me, add on to being trans has never been about being a woman. It just so happens that the things that I like have been identified as being womanly things by society. Mm -hmm. However, that's never been my thing. My thing has always been the been to create in myself and of myself the most beautiful image that I could create. It I, never was about being a girl. Right, right. Well, I and I think what you said um, a few minutes ago when you said that, you know, the the person that you're creating and you kind of pause and I was like, is you, which is which is something that's crazy magical right like you've been mm -hmm. able to create this person that that is you that's you and and the and the beautiful part about life that a lot of people fail at and that 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 messes a lot of people up is that guess what you get that you get the opportunity to create a new and different you every single day but a lot of times we get so attached to the stories that we have written about ourselves that we're afraid to say you know what that's not me anymore and right. that's something that you know i've had to learn like I've had a lot of labels attached to my name and some of them true, some of them not so true, but the ones that I had attached to me that I knew that could be attached, like, okay, well, maybe that's not true, but I can see what they're saying. Then I have to change that narrative. You know what I mean? It's up to me to determine who and what I'm going to be. And I have every single new day to do that. I'm not going to let any person or any situation make me not be my best self. You know, and sometimes we get caught up in that old story of ourselves, and we go down that memory lane and then the life has a way of reminding us, girl, that's not you. You better get back on to who you really are, who you really want to be. So I, I talked to my best friend. Her name is Charmel and she lives in Tampa. I talk to her all the time and I thank God for her so much because she's that one person that like she can finish my sentences. She like we can go down like, you know how you have somebody that you can just talk to and just get into like the deepest conversations and they understand. And she doesn't always agree with everything I say. And I don't always agree with everything she says, but we just have a really good understanding of each other. We've been friends since we were 12 years old. And when we get on the phone, we can talk to like three and four hours at a time. And sometimes she'll pick up the phone and be like, okay, now Miss Thang, I don't have three hours to give you today. And it's so funny because we, st we still end up on the phone for three hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we can just, and you know, sometimes they, we, we, she and I have this conversation a lot because my friend struggles. She has three kids. She's the only parent. You know, she just has had a bad lot in life. And I pray for her every day that God will pull her through this hardship that she always seems to find herself in. But people always say, well, you know, be careful of your friends and make sure that they're on the same path that you're on and make sure you surround yourself with people that have more than you or that are better than you so that you can aspire to be that one day. Honey, listen, who you're going to be, that don't have nothing to do with the people around you. Just don't surround yourself with losers. You know what I mean? But don't let go of your friend who's struggling, who knows everything about you because you think they're being a burden because they don't have a million dollars in the bank. Sometimes the people with millions in the bank can be more of a burden than the people that don't have anything. Mm -hmm. So my friend who doesn't have very much, she is able to build me in a way that I'm able to go out and do as much as I can in this world. And because of that, I will always and forever do anything that I can for her. Beautiful. I just to share that. Yeah, no, it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's to be able to have that friendship in life. Yeah, you're friendships right. are important. And we and you're right. We do forget every day is a brand new day. Every day is a new day. Every day is a new day, and 
everybody that God sends to you. And that's why I'm always careful about how I treat people. When I walk through 30 Rock, everyone speaks to me from the security to the cleanup crew to, to the CEO of the company. Like everyone knows me and everyone speaks to me. And it's not because I carry myself in some loud, obnoxious way. It's simply because I carry myself with my head up and I, I always try to lead with love. And because of that, people want to feel that love. You know what I mean? And I, I always try my best to have a smile on my face. And, you know, sometimes things get me down and sometimes it, it, I, I, that shows on my face, too. So I try to make sure that more days are happy than not, you know, and I try to make sure that I, I, I just spread love as much as I can. I'm I'm so thankful that you did the podcast, the interview today. I feel like I haven't been able to get myself back to a place recently in the past like year and a half mm -hmm. to get back to doing these interviews. It's mm -hmm. just been, and I, I couldn't tell you exactly what it is. I've had so much as we all do, right? Like so much shit I mean, going on. Well, 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 <laughs> let's just call the thing a thing. We lived through a global, not something that was just in our state, not something that was just in our, our, our city, not something that was just in America. We actually lived through a global pandemic. We did. Like we where did. millions of people died. Like that's not something that is that you shake a stick at. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Our kids did not go to school for almost two years. Yeah. yeah. Never have been able to imagine if that would have happened when we were in school. Oh, oh my wow. God. How would we have done that? School for us was like such a part of like our like growing up. Like school partially helped raise us. Imagine not being able to go for two whole years. Probably would have been fun, but we would have been dumb. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And these kids are still struggling from that. They are. They are. There's there's so much of that it's in my so in my crazy. world. Um, it's so crazy. Yeah. So no excuse. I mean it, it it's just we live through something that no one in this world had ever lived through. Right. And because of that, it threw off all of our plans. You know what I mean? It threw off all of the things that we were working on and working towards. And thank God for the people who are able to hold tight to their dreams. But for a lot of us, our dreams have been rearranged, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, I, and I believe like how we start off saying everything happens when it's supposed to happen. So I'm learning to like say, well, it is what it is. Like, same. Yep, exactly the same. It is what it know, is. I miss DC very much. I really wish I lived in DC. I still wish I lived in DC. I wish I still had my two or three jobs in DC and was going <laughs> to the Capitol all the time. That's what I really wish. But that's not what's happening. So. In this moment, yeah. And you know, DC misses Bailey for sure. Absolutely. So if you take the bull by the right, <laughs> if you could go back. 10 years ago and have a conversation with yourself 10 years ago what would what would bailey today say to bailey 10 years ago when was 10 years ago so we're 2022 so 2012 bailey i think it was a presidential election in 2012 was it see trump the trump election that was 20 2016 so we mm -hmm. had geared we geared back up what 20 2015 is when so barack obama had just become president again in 2012. yes um what I would tell myself, and I'm sorry that it's like presidential election, but that's kind of like has become how I, you know, Same. know what was going on in my <laughs> yep. life at the time. You know what I yeah. mean? Because as you know, in D.C., that was kind of like what we worked around. Mm -hmm. um, I think that what I would tell myself then and what I always have to remind myself of now is 
back then I worked with some makeup artists that were so serious about their jobs. They weren't the best makeup artists, but this was before like all of the young crowd had started doing makeup in the news. These were like the old school DC makeup artists. Mm -hmm. And I just always wondered why they were so cutthroat and so like <laughs> territorial, you know, like why is everyone so uptight? Like, right. are you serious? Because they had to be that way because their lifestyle depended on them making these hours and these right. paychecks. And I didn't take it that serious. I was just grateful to have network jobs at two different places. It didn't mean anything to me like that. I was just happy to be there, so happy to serve you. But what I realized is that you have to take yourself and your career very, 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 very seriously. Even if you are happy and even if you're go lucky in the life of the party, you still have to know that this is your paycheck. You know what I mean? And this is what is going to help you hopefully someday move beyond this living from paycheck to paycheck. So if that's going to be the case, you have to like really be serious. So what I would tell myself, my, 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 oh, 2012, 2012 was a great year for me. I won this Black America in 2012. Um, I would just tell myself to take a moment that you're not always right and that just allow others, let other people in so that they can help lead you. I think that I accomplished so much around that time and everything was like on such a high that I thought I was the boss when there were bosses, like real true bosses around me that I wasn't doing anything that no one else had already done. So really I wasn't cultivating anything new. I thought I was, but I wasn't. And there were people around me who lived through it and I wish that I would have allowed them to lead me more. Mm. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have taken a step back and let the veterans teach me because yeah, a lot right. of people didn't, exactly. I, I learned the way eventually, you know, but it was the way that I created, you know, and I wish that I would have been a little bit more humble and let them show me and direct me. Because it's always easy, easier when someone shows you, but if they think that you're a know-it-all, they're not going to show you. Yeah, they're going to let you fight it out. They're going to let you find out the mm -hmm. way. And so I made a lot of mistakes in my career at the beginning because I had to find out the hard way, mm. you know? And now, luckily, I'm at a point where um, I'm not trying to figure it, <laughs> figure it out. I can pretty much sense when, you know, I need to pipe down or when I need to put more gas. Like I know how to drive the boat a little bit better now, you know? That's good. Mm -hmm. Good way to put it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. Cause I know you were busy. I was like trying to figure out, like I, I didn't want you to have to get up too, or, you know, too much earlier than what you have to head into work. Cause you work mm -hmm. pretty late. Yeah, I do. I work in so well, and it's so funny because the person that I work with now, my main talent who I work with now, She's always on like I think I've gotten two phone calls from them since I've been here and like I don't I'm not supposed to start my day until 430 but like she's always on and so that is good for me because it makes sure that I'm always on you know right. so my schedule can range from anywhere from six in the morning till midnight and then we get off at midnight and then we got to be back tomorrow at 530 but again no complaints I love that type of lifestyle that's what I thrive on um can I sustain that forever no I'm getting older I'm 42 now so I am definitely thinking of what the future looks like mm -hmm. for me and excited about that too and I think that my stop in South Carolina along the way like during the pandemic that reminded me of the quality of life that I look forward to having oh it's beautiful so if we wanted to follow you on your journey what's your Instagram handle my Instagram my Instagram handle is Bailey Bolden 
And um, that's pretty much what I go by on social media. It's just easier for me. Yeah. Um, I've had every Instagram name that you that you want to think <laughs> of. I'm like, you know what? I do not need to be Bailey B. Glam anymore. <laughs> Anything like, you know, Bailey B. Face. I don't need to be that. Like, Bailey Golden is enough. And it's so funny. Like, sometimes when people ask me my name and I tell them my name, I get complimented on my name. Mm-hmm. And I want to sit them down and be like, I created this name and that's how I created it. But that's right. too much information for a person that you just met. But thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to do this. And I'm I'm thankful that. Today is the day that we had the chance to do it on. I sound so congested when I woke up and I was concerned about that, mm-hmm. but it looks like God saw fit for me to get my message out clearly. So thank you for this platform and allowing me to be here. Saw fit for me to get my message out clearly. So thank you for this platform and allowing me to be here. If you liked what you heard today, please give us a like and follow us at The Collective Pro. Mm-hmm.